Hi everyone and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I of course am your host, Britton Frost. And today is kind of a sad day for me. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you probably realized that the intro song is different. And yes, I unfortunately did have to change my song. I know it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it's a little sad for me. But you know, we're starting a new season of the podcast. So now is as good of a time as any. And you know what? we'll all grow to love the new song just as much as we did the old one. Now, there isn't super much cruise news for today, but there is one exciting piece of information. It's something that we have talked about a lot on the podcast, something that I have really anticipated the arrival of, and that is Ama Magna. So Ama Magna has started sailing. Um, She started sailing on the 10th, and you can see some pictures of her over on River Cruise Advisor if uh, if you're interested in doing that. Today, we are going to talk about some tips and tricks for choosing a cabin on a river cruise. So stay tuned to hear that. But before we get into it, I just want to say uh, it's a very warm outside. My apartment, the air conditioning is broken. So all of my windows are open. Enjoy the sound of the birds because I have a feeling that you're going to be hearing a lot of them and um, I'll try to keep the other noise to a minimum. Like someone just walked by and it just picked up so heavily on my mic. You could hear their entire conversation, but we'll try to avoid that. And um, Yeah, so we'll go ahead and get into the podcast. And I will link the story that this was based off of, um, the one that Ralph wrote for this week. Um, I'll link that in the description. So if you're more of like a visual person, there are photos of what I'm talking about, videos and things like that. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So as I said earlier, today we are going to be talking about how to choose a cabin on the river because there are so many different categories and even within differences in fleets, there are certain staterooms that have features that others don't. And when we get more into this, you'll see what I mean. But for example, Avalon waterways, um, all of their beds on their ships face a window so you can look out onto the river. And that's something that is is unique for Avalon and was always it was they did it first. So now a few other cruise lines are doing that as well. But Avalon, that was kind of their signature for a long time. And it's really nice because, you know, then you're able to kind of see everything um, as you pass by from the comfort of your stateroom. So just little kind of tips and tricks like that, and we'll get a little bit more into it. But first, I want to say that um, a little bit of this article focuses on the pricing of different rooms as well. For example, if you're looking at a balcony stateroom, they can be more expensive than um, one with a French window or just a window, a French balcony or just a window in general. So um, we'll also talk about that. So in the article, Ralph says that our goal at River Cruise Advisor is to travel smart and not to break the bank. Um, You know, to get a deal on a river cruise is good. But if you budget so tightly that you can't have fun on the cruise and that all of your spending money was put into this trip, then you're probably not going to enjoy the experience. So balance your budget against our recommendations because 
you know, for some people paying five, six hundred dollars more a person for a balcony is not is not something that matters. Um, but I know that a lot of people choose not to get them because of the price. So we'll talk about that at first. But the number one tip on Ralph's list is to book a standard a standard stateroom with a fixed window. So as I said, if you're looking to save money, choosing the lowest category stateroom is is obviously the best fix unless there's, you know, a, some sort of deal where the balcony upgrade or stateroom upgrade is free, um, which happens oftentimes. So obviously talk to a travel agent or do your own research to to see if anyone is offering that um, free upgrade. Now, people have pro- a problem with fixed window staterooms. Some people, I am not one of those people. Ralph is not one of those people. When I was on Ama Viola a few weeks ago, anyone who was in a, a room with a window was not, did not have an issue with it. Now, I will say that, you know, as a as a young kid doing river cruises with my dad, we were always in separate rooms. And by young kid, I mean like 15, old enough to stay by myself. And I was always in the lowest category stateroom because he would have another stateroom with a balcony. Um, and that was never something that bothered me. On an ocean ship, being in an inside stateroom, that is not something that I love. But on the river with the window, it didn't really make a difference. Now, not only are you sacrificing a balcony, though, you are most of the time going to sacrifice some space as well. So when I was on Nama Viola, I had um, a a twin balcony, which is Ama Waterways kind of a unique balcony concept where they have um, like a French balcony combined with a step out balcony. And it was nice, but if I were paying for it, I would probably get the lower category um, stateroom. But I do love the balcony. I love being able to sit out on, on it and everything. And I did appreciate the extra space in the room that you get with that little sitting area for the French balcony. Um, I think that I always travel with a lot of things. And so having somewhere to kind of um, stick my stuff that it was out of the way was helpful as well. So keep that in mind, you know, when you're packing, if you are, if you pack heavily, you know, you might need the extra space if you're traveling with a partner, um, or a friend or whatever, loved one, child, um, that you will, you will lose some space being in that lowest category. But I, you know, if you want the views, you can go up to the sun deck and there are plenty of chairs out there to sit. And I often found myself doing that anyway, because one thing that people don't really know before going on a river cruise is that oftentimes your window is either pressed up against another ship or against a wall where you're docked. And so because river cruises dock next to each other and sometimes you cross over, you are sometimes going to be looking directly into someone else's room, which, you know, then you can't enjoy your view anyway, so you do have to go up. So those are all important things to note. But I will say that after dinner, pretty much every night on my trip, I did go out onto the balcony, have a glass of wine, read my book, and just 
really kind of enjoy the fresh air. But as I said, that is something that you can do on the sun deck as well. Um, you know, you can't go out in your bathrobe or your pajamas, or you can, I mean, I, I'm not one to judge, but you may not want to. Um, but you know, it's kind of about sacrificing the small things. So if that means putting on clothes and going upstairs, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. The ships are so small and easy to get around that it doesn't really you know, make that much of a difference. It's not like on an ocean cruise where you have to walk to the right part of the ship and catch the right elevator and all all of those things. So his second option is to book a French balcony stateroom. And if you're not sure what a French balcony is, it is like doors, sliding doors that open, but there's no balcony space. So there might be like a railing in front of it. Um, and you can't you can't step out onto it. But a lot of cruise companies do put a sitting area in front of that. So you kind of get the balcony vibe and then you get the fresh air as well, which is really nice. Um, a lot of cruise lines only feature a very few balconies and most of the rooms are balconies. For example, um, Crystal Mozart doesn't have any full balconies. All of the suite categories feature French balconies. Um or or large windows. So uh, that's something to consider. Um, but, you know, French balconies are pretty common on the river just because of the space. Um, in order to give you more space in the stateroom, they can just make a French balcony instead of a designated balcony that's going to take up however many square feet. Um, Avalon Waterways, speaking of we talked about Avalon a little bit earlier, has open air balconies, which are essentially French balconies, but the windows open almost as wide as the room. And then as I said, Avalon also has the beds facing um, out to the river. So you can kind of lie in bed with those windows open, get the fresh air, and it's a great experience. Ralph has a picture of it on in his story. So as I said, I will link that story in the description of the podcast if you want to check it out. Now, so so we have French balconies and we have fixed windows. That's what we've discussed so far. Now, the third uh, tip is to book a balcony stateroom. If you have the money and it's something that matters to you, go ahead and do it. Balconies usually have two chairs and a table. They're relatively small um, because the staterooms aren't that big. River cruise ships are not huge. We all know this and they do the best that they can with the space that they have. Um, But they are usually really, really narrow because the ships have to be so narrow. So, you know, the cost of that upgrade can be a lot. On some cruise lines, it's as much as $1,300 per person. As I said on others, it can be between five and 600 per person. So if you have the income and the flexibility monetarily to be able to do that, I think that it's a good tip. But also keep in mind that your balcony may be blocked um, multiple times throughout your trip. And if you've shelled out that extra cash and you're looking into someone's room three out of seven days, you might not be super happy about it. So um, kind of weigh the pros and cons. It's not something that I minded because during the day when you're docked up against someone, you're generally um, 
you're generally out and about anyway. So, you know, when you're actually sailing and when you probably want to sit out that time, obviously you're not going to have anyone next to you. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of a good point to make is that like generally the times that you would be sitting out on your balcony are not the times when you would either be up against a wall or up against another ship unless both of you happen to be doing an overnight in a port or if you're against a wall at port and you're doing an overnight. But then again, uh, that day you can just go up to the sun deck. So Ralph also writes that a balcony adds additional benefits and this is a direct quote, in any season, letting in the smells and sounds of the rivers of Europe can be a wonderfully charming thing to do in the privacy of your own stateroom. We've even enjoyed balconies on Christmas market river cruises when the snow is falling and the air is chilled. Plus, stepping out on the balcony can also be helpful for planning how to dress for the day. But to be fair, we've actually we've never actually sat on the balcony in the same way we'd sit and relax on a balcony on an ocean cruise. On river cruises, we prefer to sit in lounges or on sun decks to watch the landscapes pass. Also, when docked, your balcony might be pressed flush against another ship, limiting its practical usefulness. But this is also not the time when you're like this is also a time when you're not likely on the ship, you're out touring instead. So he actually did write um, the point that I made about, you know, when you'll be on your balcony, you're going to be sailing for the most part. Um, but there are a few interesting points there. He does say that, you know, you won't, you don't really use the balcony the same way as you would on an ocean cruise. And I don't know that I necessarily agree. Um, but if you're someone who on an ocean cruise goes out onto your balcony and lies out in tans or what have you, yes, that is probably true. Um, or if you do like expedition cruising or, you know, um, and you're stepping out to like look at wildlife and scenery. Um, yeah, I mean, for me on an ocean cruise, if I'm going to look at what's around me, I am probably going to step out on my balcony before it occurs to me to go up to the sun deck, unless we're sailing away or something like that. Um, but on the river cruises, I will say Ralph says that they prefer to sit in lounges or sun decks. And I do agree with that fully. Um, I am usually at the front of the ship on the sun deck, reading my book, taking videos, um, kind of just because then you get that panorama 360 because from your balcony, you're obviously only going to be able to see one side of the river. And sometimes, as we all know, one side of the river has nothing and the other side has everything. And I always happen to be on the side that has nothing. So I always prefer to go up to the top. Now, uh, advice, piece of advice number four, and I have talked about this already, is both book both types of balconies in one stateroom. And this is, of course, Ama Waterways. Um, twin balcony concept is the first one that we're going to talk about. And I already touched on that where you have the step out balcony and then you also have kind of the French balcony. And if you're having a hard time envisioning this, please check out the article that Ralph wrote because um, he has a great picture of the balconies there. But I, I really enjoyed that because, it, as I said, it gave me a little bit of space to kind of store things off to the side. And then, of course, if the weather is bad, you can kind of sit in that sitting area inside and use that area the same way that you would use your balcony. Now, 
Another kind of hybrid balcony can be found on uh, two of Tauk's ships, which feature these loft staterooms. So you step up onto a loft and it's almost like a balcony and then your window opens so that you have kind of a French balcony, um, but with a balcony feel because it's separated from your stateroom. And I reading this would have a hard or hearing this would have a hard time envisioning it. Um, but there is a video that Ralph took um, in his article. So you can um, check that out in the article. Um, but I really think that that concept is cool. And um, then you also have a few things like that in Uniworld where you have um, a sitting area where your window kind of comes down and creates almost a railing of sorts. And um, you have uh, this open air balcony um, inside of your stateroom. So uh, there, there are multiple examples of this. But um, that was actually tip number five, the Uniworld one, book a sun lounge or open air balcony. So Scenic has the same thing where the outer wall is comprised of a floor to ceiling window that is split horizontally um, and the upper plate of glass slides down. So yeah, exactly what I was saying. It's split in half and it kind of creates a railing. So um, you can see videos of all of those on in Ralph's story, but you know, I think that for me, as far as my advice goes, I would not necessarily say that a balcony is a necessary part of a river cruise or the experience. In fact, I think that the opposite is true because traditionally we saw a lot of French balconies, not a lot of walkout and true balconies. Um, so kind of using these innovative concepts like Uniworld and Scenic and um, talc where you're you're creating solutions to not lose stateroom space which is valuable and but you're providing that kind of balcony option um, for guests and so I, I always appreciate that and actually when I was on Celebrity Edge which is an ocean cruise ship um, of course by Celebrity Cruises they had these infinite verandas if you will um, well, not if you will, that's what they call them, but there was a sitting area and, and the, the room was carpeted and the sitting area was wooden and there was, um, like a divider almost that you could close off your stateroom. So you didn't have to deal with bugs getting in or whatever. And then you had this sitting area that was facing the sea and a control panel where, as Ralph says, they were split horizontally and you could bring the top window down all the way. And and as I said, it kind of creates that feeling of like having a railing and being able to lean out and look at everything. Um, and so that was an innovative solution to not use cabin space. And I think that we have seen the river cruising, um, com river cruise companies doing the same thing for so long. Um, so I kind of appreciate that innovation and I really like the loft balconies that Tauk offers. Um, I think that they're really neat. I have not been in one of those staterooms, but just from the video alone, I think that those were really cool. So 
Of course, you know, no one can tell you what you need or how you should travel. But I do think that if it were me booking and there was a significant price difference, such as that high number of $1,300 per person that I stated earlier, I absolutely would not choose to get a balcony. I would just take the lowest category stateroom with the window on a river cruise. You're not spending very much time in your stateroom anyway, or at least I'm not. Um, it's quiet enough that you can go up to the lounge or to the sun deck and read your book or put your headphones in, you know, if you kind of want solitude, there are so many seating options on the top deck of these ships because they are so long that you can kind of stake out your own area most times and, um, kind of have a peaceful moment to yourself if you so wish. Um, but then again, if you're someone who is a true kind of introvert or someone who really appreciates the solitude of sitting out by yourself, um, then maybe a balcony would be a good consideration for you. But regardless, you're going to find something that works. Um, feel free to check out Ralph's story because it kind of gives a visual for all of this. But as a first time river cruiser, I would say go ahead and skip it. And then if you decide that you miss that experience of having a balcony, um, after your first river cruise, then that's when I would proceed to kind of try one out for the next time. So, but if you have any questions about these balcony staterooms or which cruise lines offer which balconies, please feel free to reach out to me or to Ralph and we are happy to answer any questions um, about those. And, you know, sometimes we are aware of the deals that the cruise lines are running where you can book the um, free category upgrade. And that would be a word of advice for me as well is to kind of look at what's being offered for different cruise lines because they do have free upgrades sometimes. Um, so if you feel like you're missing a balcony and you've done a river cruise, maybe try to seek one of the other lines that's offering that promotion out or just try the different types of balconies. Um, I like on the waterways, bal twin balconies. I like Tauk's idea. Um, I really like Scenic's balconies and the ones from Uniworld look nice as well. So um, really just kind of explore and see, you know, kind of what you need. And I think that that is the best advice that I can give because obviously all of us travel differently and have different preferences. So get out and try it. And um, I don't think that either way you will be disappointed, um, regardless of which way you choose to travel. So... Thank you so much for joining me today on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope that you all have a great week as always. And I do just want to reiterate that if you do have any questions, my email is always in the description. You can always reach out to us via the contact me form on our websites. Uh, if you're having problems figuring out what cruise line to take, where to go, you can always use our recommendation forms and we are 100% here for all of you. So um, if this list was a little bit confusing and you feel like you need more insight, just go ahead and reach out. Uh, but I hope that you all have a great week as always, and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.